Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK Show. Tonight I'm joined by Naji Kara, Paul Hope and Jay Peplow. Evening fellas. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening chaps. So it's rivalry week. Are we all excited? Yes. Buzzing. Always. Always. Very. <laughs> so this week we're going to be talking about the game against the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday night. Um, obviously they're leading the NFC West and are our main division title rivals, we'll call it. Um, I, I, I would say they are, however, I've, I've, well, no. in the back of my mind, I'm still fearing the Cardinals, mm. believe it or not. Not not the Rams, the Cardinals. So that's going to be an interesting one to see how the rest of the season plays out. They do have a good team, um, although I think they were lucky against us first game of the season. But it looks as though they're putting in some decent performances now against teams who you would think they'd lose against. So let's see how the rest yeah. of the season go. So anyway, tonight we're going to stop, uh, talk about the Seattle Seahawks and the game against Russell Wilson. A quarterback <laughs> that I find frustrating. I find him frustrating purely because I think he's so good. Um, and I wish he didn't play in our division. <laughs> and what, what, every game you see... He extends the player all the time, constantly extending the player, and he makes other players look good, which is the real mark of a really good quarterback, an elite quarterback. If you can make the rest of your team look good, and if you can carry your team, which Russell Wilson has done for quite a while now, then, yeah, you are in that bracket of being elite. And it's no wonder he is the number one ranked quarterback in the NFL this season and is leading the MVP race. So, Najee, over to you. Yeah, um, it's it's rival rivalry week, as as we say. It's always it's always a tough one against these guys. They uh, they're always extremely well coached. I think uh, you know it's funny how they always talk about Russell Wilson um, and not about Pete Carroll. But to me, it starts there. The, the guy's been in the league for quite some time now. He, he had success pretty much everywhere he's been. Um, you know, at USC and and at Seattle, he was at the Pats just before they got good. So some 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 can be said that you know if the Pats were good, it's in part because of him as well. Um, and yeah, it's just a very well, well coached team, but a very different team this year. I think um, I think as you said it, um, I think Jay said it on Monday. We're playing Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Um, not really the Seahawks anymore. They don't really have a defense they're ranked uh like 28th or 29th in the league which is pretty bad um i think they're ranked 28th on dvoa so even in terms of efficiency they're, they're really 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 low um as as of obviously they used to rely on on their defense to not break and keep the game close and then russell wilson to you know just have a, a mad a mad player and there and and win games. Um, somehow they're still kind of keeping game close, uh, even though they're just 
throwing the ball and relying way more on on Russell Wilson. Um, but yeah, I think you said it. He makes everybody feel look way better. I think they have a couple of weapons that I, I'm kind of scared. I think Tyler Locke is a very good wide receiver. Um, uh, and I think, you know, that the Titan group is better than it looks. Greg Olson certainly has the uh, <laughs> the experience, and then Hollister and Disley are just kind of on page on page with the with Russell Wilson, and they always kind of find a way. I don't rate DK Metcalf at all. I never have, and don't think I ever will. Uh, I think he's just a big, fast dude. Um, uh, he doesn't really run routes very well. I think he just he just feeds off Russell Wilson extremely well. It's it's perfect. It's a perfect fit for him, but I don't think he's very good. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a good challenge. I think I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I'm very I'm feeling good about it. I think I'm feeling good. I think we're, we're, let's talk about the matchups and all that. Um, pass it over to you, Paul. What do you think we we need to do on? Let's start on defense because uh, we're going to have to stop them somehow. Uh, what, where do you think the biggest matchup is? I mean, like you said, the biggest matchup going into it is Russell Wilson. He has been awesome this season. You can't get away from the fact that he's up there for the you know front runner for the most valuable player. I think our defense though stepped up last few weeks. Every time you switch on NFL Network, it's oh the 49ers are playing this team this week, the 49ers are playing that team, and nobody gives us any credit. I mean, Hyder. Lee's been shouting about him from day one. He's been brilliant. I think we've got to be careful with the blitz packages on Sunday. Interestingly, I think we should take a leaf out of the Cardinals book. I don't know how many of you watched the Cardinals-Seahawks game. Um, I didn't yeah. stay up for it, but I watched it the next day. Pleasantly surprised. And like you said, I think our defence... I just think... I think Salah's realised we haven't got Borsa. We haven't got Buckner anymore. And we've been a bit more creative... Um, I mean, today, we're only blitzing about 30% of the time, which makes up the absence of, you know, Bosa. Again, we've struggled against mobile quarterbacks, but I, I don't know how Jay feels, but like you've just said, Najee, I'm quite confident going into this game. And for me, this is the biggest game of the season. And for years, I watched us get beat every time we played the Seahawks. And I used to fear going into these games. But this week... I'm well up for this game, and I'm not fearing anyone but Russell Wilson. <laughs> How do you feel, Jay? Um, I'm going on a defensive game for us. Um, we're going up against the 28th um, defensive team. We've currently got the fourth-rated pass defense in the league, and Russell Wilson relies on on throws, on passing. Um, he, like Najee said, he targeted uh, Tyler Lockett three times. Uh, well, he got targeted heavily in the game. He had three touchdowns against 20 the Cardinals. Times, 20 targets, <laughs> actually. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Um, but he also he also threw three interceptions, um, which is not like the Russell Wilson we know. But I think um, our defense is going to handle them quite well. Um, same as I said in the, in the last review show. Um, we're an unknown entity. Uh, Pete Carroll has only got so much to go on um, as to as to who he isolates, who he double teams. Um, George Kittle's going to get double teamed, I hazard a guess. Um, but I think we're going to win it on the defence side of things. Um, I just think, especially our pass defence, is going to nullify what Russell Wilson is usually very good at. Um 
I'm the same as same as Paul. I'm absolutely buzzing for this, um, and I think we're going to be underestimated, not just by the Seahawks, by a lot of the pundits and experts. Um, and I think we're going to prove them all wrong. I think to answer your question another way as well, Nadji, the best way to prevent Wilson from doing damage: keep him off the field. Yeah, that's 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 let's where, win that's the where battle of possession. You know, let's win the battle of possession. Keep him off the field and keep our offense on the field, you know, that's... That's that's exactly where I stand, and I think that's exactly... The, the last two weeks have been quite brilliant for us, and it's it, as I said uh, um, after the Rams game, uh, it was a bit of a dress rehearsal, right? Um, the, the the game plan is almost the same. Play sound defense, don't make mistake. Uh, you, you know, get off the field ASAP. Um, we did that against the Rams, we did that against the, the Patriots, and we saw exactly what what happens when we play, you know, dominant defense and let our offense cook. Um, funnily enough, I, I know everybody's talking about how the Seahawks have been amazing on offense and Russell Wilson is in contention for MVP or whatever. But the last two weeks, he hasn't played well, not at all. Um, and, and, and the games they've played, he, he's played defenses that are really pretty bad. I mean, they play the Pats, they play the Dolphins, they play the Cowboys, they play the Falcons, and they play the Vikings. All of these defense are terrible. Um, you can say whatever you want about the Patriots, but I think we showed last week that they are not good um, at, <laughs> at all. Um, so I, I'm actually thinking that they, they're not a, an actual offense. I think they, I think they're sound. I think they're probably above average, but I think the Cardinals are sh- has proven because their defense is pretty good, but it's not nowhere near as good as ours. And as you said, Jay, they got three picks, um, and they made it, they made him look silly. But they still managed to keep the game closed. That's what's scary about Seattle. They've they've got this knack to just drag games on or not give up and always be in it somehow. And yeah, I feel good about it, but I'm sure they'll still do it again. Um, I mean, Lee, what do you think? What do you what do you think the keys are? Do you think we can contain Wilson with this new forefront, no blitzing kind of? Keep in the lane. It seems that's that's what we've been doing. I would like to say yes, but I think the answer is no. I don't think we can contain Wilson. We, we haven't managed it in all the games we've played against him. He always manages to get runs in, quite a few of them, in fact. So I, I don't think we've managed to contain him altogether. I, I think we will, however, p- potentially force him into some poor throws. I think I think containing to zero to nothing is pretty much impossible. Um, I think it, it's damage mitigation for me. It's yeah, make him make him throw the, the the hardest ball possible. Make him you know make him be an MVP. Like if he's going to beat us, he has to play at MVP level. Otherwise, the, the game is going to go away from them. I think if he's slightly off his game. Um, our defense is too good, too sound. Uh, we have MVPs on our side as well on, on the defense. Um, they can potentially, you know, be defensive player of the year at the end. So I think it's going to be a great battle. I think it's going to be a good game. It's a, you know, it's a rivalry. It's it's the Seahawks. It's us. Um, it's going to be interesting. Well, let, let's switch it over. Let's switch it over and, and talk offense. So, so, so um, just before we go on the offense, just before we go on the offense, yeah, what I say about Russell Wilson is, I, I don't think it's necessarily we need to stop him running. We need to stop him extending the play, and, yeah, and that's no, where he kills yeah. us. Extending yeah. the play by 
evading the rush and basically having our guys run around in circles. I think that's that's the important thing. If we can make them either quickly throw the ball or sack her, obviously, um, I, th I think that's what we need to do. But as soon as he extends that player, because he's so good as a passer, he'll find somebody open. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't cover somebody for more than three four seconds. Even the you know the best corners, the best safeties, even double teamed people, um, even triple team people running around eventually get get open. Um, it's just you can't track the quarterback and and the wide receiver that long. It's it's impossible. No, I think I think that's what you know we. We did it against the Patriots. We didn't get many pressure. Uh, we didn't get many sacks, but we just kept Cam Newton in the pocket. We just dared him to stay there, stand there, and take shots. And eventually, mm -hmm. you know, the pass rush will get to you. And I think that's exactly what you need to do. You need to be disciplined. Keep keep the the, the pocket clean. Keep him in there. Um, he's tiny. You know, if if you get those big six six four six five six six guys in front. And then just keep him in there. It's gonna be, it's gonna make his his life difficult to complete passes. And he, he's not Drew Brees. Right? Drew Brees has been good at doing that, but he, I, I don't think I've ever seen him do that. He's always, yeah, as you said, like ex escape and find some ways to. I mean, he does throw an amazing ball. You, you can't, you cannot fault him for that. And he's a, he's a great quarterback. But um, yeah, um, I trust I trust Verrett and Mosley. Yeah, so. I think Fred Warner's going to have um, an interesting game to play as well, with obviously stopping Wilson on his little breakaway runs when the play does break down. Yeah. Do you um, mean the I... best linebacker in football, Jay, to give oh, him his full sorry. title? Linebacker sorry, you know. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I tell you what, he's seeing him play the last two games, the way he tracks these runs, I don't think he's he's going to have one eye on a running back and he's going to have one eye on Wilson. And I think he's gonna he's gonna stop these, like I say these little breakaway runs when the play does break down and Wilson has got nobody to go to. I don't think you're gonna see him pushing. I think he rushed for some like 86 yards against the Cardinals. I don't think he's gonna have anything near I mean, that. I I don't even think you will have to worry about running backs because I don't, as it stands, the Seahawks don't have any. I think they. No. <laughs> they're they're going to start DJ Dallas, who, who they drafted this year in the fifth or the sixth, some quite late. So I think you know that Hyde, doesn't mean Hyde, he's not any good. No, no, I know, but he hasn't <laughs> had any rep. He's fourth on the death chart. He, you know, so I'm. It's almost like I'm in Marshall Lynch back then again. It, I don't think that run game has been any any good at all anyway with Carson or or anybody else. So. They're actually ranked 13th, Russian. Is that because, um, well... I think that's I more than likely because of Russell Wilson, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Quarter <laughs> yeah. and a hundred yards a game. Yeah. yeah. Not this time. Not this week, Russell. Not this week. <laughs> so, for some reason, I've, I've got a feeling this week is going to be a good week for Yavin Kinlaw. I, mm. I just think it's potentially set up very nicely for him to have... I don't want to say a breakout game because I think he's been playing really well as it is. He's just not getting the sacks. And I'm kind of forcing myself into that trap, which I always complain about when people just look at the stats or sacks for how good a defensive player is playing. But I think yeah. this game coming up on Sunday night, I think it's going to be a potentially good game for him. He's going up against probably two people that 
haven't shown to be that great yet. One of them's a rookie, so it's early days. He's still learning. Um, but the centre, Ethan Pockick, I, I don't rate him at all. I, I think he's uh, definitely the the weak link on their offensive line. And just mm-hmm. to the right of him, you've got Damian Lewis, who's the rookie that's come in. Um, he's not exactly setting the world alight at the moment. And I think it's a really good opportunity for Kinlaw to get some pressure past those two and get after Russell Wilson. Yeah, they're pretty banged up as well. Uh, Doing Brown and Upati uh, on practicing, so we, they could have backup in there. I mean, for for years they, they didn't have a good line and it didn't stop them winning games. So, but yeah, you're right. Um, it's just been kind of consistently improving and getting better and not having a bad game. Uh, I think he had a couple of silly penalties um here and there but yeah um it'll be good to see him you know destroy russell wilson and you know meet meet him because they're going to play each other for quite some time so it'll, it'll be nice for, for him i'm glad you mentioned the stats lee sorry to jump in there it's just like you said armstead you know 2019 he finished with 10 sacks and people are judging him by that i hope he has i know you're looking for kinlaw this week i'm hoping yeah. armstead Show something. For me, he has been playing well. Last week, we didn't get a lot of sacks on the Patriots, but defensively, we had no complaints. And I think you're right to mention that about the stats. I think as fans, we do get guilty of looking at the stats for certain positions and certain players. But I agree with what you said with Kinlaw. He's definitely been a breath of fresh air. He's been everything we thought he would be, if not more. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got the size to cause problems against that uh, offensive line. As well as that, I mean, height-wise, he's, he's got the height to cause problems for Russell Wilson, try, trying to find where receivers are. I mean, the likes of uh, Armstead and Kinlaw over on the left-hand side of that line there, they, they're going to block out half the view that Russell Wilson's got. Yeah. So yes. that helps. It does. I mean, you know, they've been playing, they've been playing really well. They graded quite high on PFF. And, I mean... However much stock you want to put in there, but it's it's a good it's a good way of measuring people, um, you know, plays and stuff. And you know, Armstead and uh, Hyder have been rating quite high on a consistent basis. You know, in the in the low low eighties, high seventies, which is which is quite good. You know, so yeah, I've, you know, we're gonna have to play a good overall defense to win this game anyway. If if they score more, I mean, we've lost every game that the the other team has scored more than twenty four. So, I think I think that says quite a lot. I think if they score, you know, upward of thirty, we might struggle. Although it could go to a shootout and we could absolutely win it. I trust our offense to to be on fire and be able to do that. It's just we're missing a. a I think missing Debo is is massive for us, unfortunately. Um. That's going to hinder us quite a, quite a bit, but I think Ayuk has shown really great promise. Um, it's looking really good. Um, let's hope he doesn't turn into Dante Pettis in you know year two and three. Um, yeah, I but, think yeah. He, I think he's already <laughs> way past Dante Pettis. Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think you know if he does come to a shootout, our offense is so much better than their defense, and doesn't look like they're going to have. Uh, neither Shaquille Griffin nor Jamal Adams. Um, so you know, and Bobby Wagner has always been a, 
an all pro and probably will go to the hall of fame uh, but he can't defend all by himself so um i trust our offense what do you guys think do you think we can put you know 35 40 points in these guys yes i I think so, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's the NFC Wild West. Anything can happen. But, I mean, we've got the momentum. And as we were saying on the last podcast, uh, momentum is very important. Um, the Seahawks have had a little bit of a trip up. Uh, we've got momentum. Seattle have got one of the worst secondaries in the league. Um, what, we are, what I really want to see, I know the whole passing out to the edges for little passes with Jimmy works. I think we need to capitalise on their secondary and just get Jimmy to pressure that longer throw. Um, I mean, we need to get a, a nice early touchdown in first drive, like we did against the Patriots, get that momentum building in the game and just, you know, give them a bloody nose within the first quarter. Um, and it just seems to work for us. Yeah, I think I think like what you've all said, we're going to take advantage of this poor Seattle defense. I think we've got our identity against the Rams, against the Patriots. We're seeing, you know, the play action passing. We're seeing us running. We're seeing team spirit. I know Nadji's talked about it before on the other shows. You know, you look at our team; they're playing for each other. Jimmy mm, is yeah. the leader. They all want to play for him. George Kittle last week before the game, you know, you're all honorary tight ends. We're going to do this. <laughs> and we're having so much fun. And I'll echo what Nadji said. I like that we kept our foot on the gas last week. We kept our throat down. That has led me to this week feeling confident. Like Jay said, the wild, wild west. I mean, before tonight, you try to make your predictions. I settled on one thing you'll all agree on. The NFC West is difficult. And the most <laughs> difficult league in football. But yeah. We wouldn't have it any other way. No, you know, you've got to beat good teams to win it all anyway. So you might as well start from week one, right? Yeah, you're <laughs> right. I think I think we're a more complete team. Um, I, th- I, think, I think the spirit is definitely there. I, I watched the the game against the Cardinals, the Seahawks, and they seem to like, uh, I don't know, if the, if Russell Wilson doesn't do an amazing play or like just basically hands touchdown to people, it, they don't really like fight for each other. They don't. There's no. I don't know. It's just. It's a very weird dynamic um, yeah. compared to uh, to ours. Where, uh, and I'll say again, I think the Miami game is is turning out to be a great thing for us. And I know it was it was hard and it was horrible to watch and sit through it and talk about it and all that. But look where we are now. I, you know, Jimmy and, and, and George is just, you know, carry on their joke and uh, their Instagram and text and phone, whatever they're doing. And they're having fun and everybody's just, yeah, everybody's having fun and playing super hard for each other. You know, it's just it's just great to see. It's just the, the way we've destroyed the Rams and the Patriot, the Patriots, I think, is is, is bodes well for this week. Um, yeah, all I'm concerned is I think. I'm going to say again, if had we not had any injuries at all, if we have Bosa and Thomas, if we have Debo and Jeff Wilson and Mostar and, and Sherman, Quan, this game is not close. It's, <laughs> it, it it won't be even close, I think. Um, so I'm just I'm just the lack of snaps, the lack of preparation. Um, so who who's going to start out running back? Um, I hope it's Hasty. Uh, I have a feeling. It might be Jet, um, just because playing in Seattle is not easy. 
But luckily, there's no fans. Um, what's that good? What's that going to do this year? Um, it might it might be be easier for us. The, yeah, the I think it will. Man be. is is null and void this season. Definitely for Seattle, they definitely rely on it. Um, mm-hmm. They go on, they go on about it so much. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's null and void this season. So you know, as long as they don't put an asterisk next to our lovely school when we beat them, just because the twelfth man wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah. Um, <laughs> It's always been a nightmare for us, right? And especially us, for some reason. Um, it, the stadium seemed to be extra louder when we're playing in there. Um, but, you know, we won against them last year. Uh, I think we're still riding, you know, like all those feelings are going to come back rushing and, and the high that we got on week 17 last year. Um, and I just think we're a better team. Um, I, I think it's... Ultimately, it's going to come down to mistake. I think, Lee, you touched on it. I think every um, possession is going to matter. So if we can walk down, take the time off the clock, make their defense tired, score a touchdown, and then make sure they don't, you know, um, score. As, I mean, it's going to sound stupid, but if they, <laughs> we make sure that they don't score as much as us will win. But if, if we can, you know, stifle them and keep control of the ball and keep Russell Wilson on the bench, then it, it'll be an easy game for us. It's just, it's the Seahawks that'll find a way to keep it close somehow, I'm sure. We've got to think as well. We've got Kyle Shanahan. I saw mm-hmm. an interview earlier this week where he was like, rivalry week. I'm staying at the facility. I've got a couch in my room. It's what the head coach does. And it begins at the top. We've all yeah. talked about the last few years and when Kyle and Lynch have come in we're fully behind them I think it goes from the top down as fans I'll touch upon what you said as well Nadji we don't need Jimmy to be Russell Wilson Patrick Mahomes we need him to keep doing what we're doing and I think Shanahan will exploit the defensive shortcomings of the Seahawks we'll see a similar game plan as we did against the Patriots he'll want to dominate the line of scrimmage and he'll want Jimmy to get the ball out quickly and I'm looking forward to seeing that yards after catch Let's yep. not underestimate that. We've got the talent, and I'm well up for this brothers. on Sunday. The Yak brothers, yeah. How Yak do you feel, Lee? I think we might actually go deep early. Yeah, because I would like to see that. Yeah, because, because we're that's what they do, right? Yeah. I mean, for the, for the yeah. last two weeks, we, we've won by establishing the run and doing short, quick passes, and that's what they're going to expect. They're going to expect us yeah. to use the same formula, which has worked so well for us over the last two weeks. So, yeah, I, I get the feeling that hopefully within the first series, um, maybe it's even the first throw, he goes deep. Just try it out. Just catch yeah. them off guard completely and see where we go with that. But I don't think you'll do it too often. I think you'll just look for that element of surprise and just change it up from the last two weeks just to hit them, give them that, that bit of a, a gut punch and then go back to establish the run, quick short passes. Because we know we can do it and we'll absolutely dominate them if we do do that. Yeah, it's not broken, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Jimmy TDI doesn't want to give up a pick six, Jay. But <laughs> no, I agree, Lee. I think that's what I'm saying. Shanahan will have a game plan in place. I trust him. I'm glad he's our coach. I look, at last, look at last week. <laughs> Earlier in the season, the Seahawks beat out the Patriots a very close game and everyone was buzzing over the Seahawks. We hammered the Patriots last week. And yet again, we've the talk on the NFL Network has been, you know, how bad the Patriots were, not how good we were. Mm-hmm. Long That's may true, that yeah. continue. Love being the underdog. Happened last year. 
Let's ride it. Like Nadji said, we wanted rid of that revenge tour moniker. We've got rid of that now. We're taking each game as it comes and we're slowly building the momentum. But I was interested to see how Lee feels his boy Hasty is going to do this week. Because I do think he's going to feature quite highly. And yeah. like you said, Jet's probably going to get a lot of the snaps. But I think Hasty's going to be in there in the game plan. So I don't think Jet will get the majority of the snaps. Definitely not. Um, potentially, though, Tevin Coleman. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Which I'll be disappointed with because, I mean, last week I was expecting Hasty having the majority of the snaps and it didn't quite work out that way. But, I mean, I've said it for the last couple of weeks now. I think he's an excellent player. I think mm. he is. He can be an absolute star in this league. But it's just been given the opportunity and it's hard to understand, given what we've seen of him so far, why he isn't getting more of an opportunity opportunity to do that it's a bit of a head scratcher for myself hopefully on Sunday night he does get that opportunity because I think he's just going to rip Seattle apart because I believe he is that good every time I watch him he just he looks so good he reminds like I said his vision and his patience the way he looks for the hole reminds us of Franco the way Franco used to be patient going in didn't used to rush in straight away, identify the gap, off here go. He's yeah. got that. His elusiveness, when, when he does go in and he needs to get away from somebody, he looks like Barry Sanders. Mm, and and does, that's, yeah. that's, that's a huge um, comparison to make. But yeah. he does. His elusiveness is like Barry Sanders. And then for such a small guy, and I'll say it again, and especially because we're going up against the Seahawks, I think he looks like a little Marshawn Lynch with the power <laughs> in his legs. Yeah. So he's got all these things going for him. And that, that's why I'm thinking, why on earth is he not getting as many carries as what we expect him to? There, there must be a reason. It could be that. Well, um, I, th- I think, uh, I, think I've, um, I was watching Kyle's uh, press conference, the one he did yesterday, I think, and he was asked about Trent Taylor. And he's just said, um, I haven't lost confidence. It's just that KB, Kedring Bourne, is just, is just playing better at the moment. Um, and I'm not going to pull, you know, KB out just to put Trent Taylor because I, I like Trent Taylor as well. It's just, you know, you, you play your best player. So because he's a rookie, because, and I, I think, you know, Jeff Wilson has pro- proven it. I think most of us proven it. That he's better than, they're both better than him right now anyway. It, that's, that's who he goes with because you put your best player in. And I think... I think that's purely why he's not been in games yet. It's just, that's what death charts are for. Um, you're the best guy, you're playing, you're not quite there yet, so you're on yeah. the bench. It's, I think it's just that simple. But if Tevin Coleman doesn't come back this week, and that's that's a big hit if he hasn't practiced yet. So, uh, and if, I don't know, I'm, uh, me, um, but I, I don't get paid, you know, what Kyle's getting paid to make the decision. I'd start <laughs> AST. Um, purely for two reasons. The first one is there's no film on him. So the defense doesn't know how to approach it. So it's yeah. a huge, it's a huge round. Uh, you know, but Wagner and KJ Wright, all these guys, they're not just good players. They're smart players. They know what's coming. Um they can recognize plays before they happen, that kind of stuff. If they don't have film, if they don't have anything to go on, then that makes their life more difficult, right? So that's why I would start him. And two, I, I 100% agree with you. I think if anything, 
if he carries on on the path he is now and gets better from what I saw, I think he's going to be a superstar. Um, and, and I think he'll be a superstar real fast. Um, he looks absolutely amazing. Um, there's a bunch of videos popping up on YouTube, people analyzing the six or seven plays that he's run so far. You know, it's way more than that. But, uh, and people are just gobsmacked and amazed that this guy wasn't, wasn't drafted at all. Plus, I really just, like his, atti- his attitude. Um, yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say, Nadji, it just shows, like you said earlier, we've got a good football team. Look yeah. at the daft chart. <laughs> you know, this guy at the start of the season wasn't even in contention. And every week, Kyle plans something and I'm totally on the hasty hype train. I don't know if anyone else wants to join me. Oh, I'm, I'm on board. 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, I'm on board. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a, uh, and we we've never mentioned his name on the podcast, so I think we need to say it. But Bobby Turner, our running back coach, is clearly should be in a Hall of Fame. This guy has been working with probably the best running backs the game has ever seen, and clearly has the touch and the eye to find talent. Because, well, you know, most uh, and. Jeff Wilson and now Hasty and I can't remember the name he's worked with, but you know it's it's big names. Um, so kudos to him and yeah, let's hope Hasty has a big game. That'd be awesome if we can if we can just run for 350 yards and you know win 21 to seven. I'll take it and just take the you know take the manhood away. Let's put a game like we did against the Vikings and, and the Packers and don't even let them con- you know be contentions. Um, I'd, I'd love to see that. I don't even want... I'd, I'd love for Jimmy to throw for seven passes and then we just take the manhood away and just run the ball so many times because that's what they, that's what they pride themselves on. That's how they won the Super Bowl. Well, let's show them how it's actually done. <laughs> yeah, if just Jimmy... have a look at Hasty's last five games. Um, out of the last five where we've won three, uh, Hasty has played in all of them. That's right. So he played against the Giants. He didn't play against the Eagles or the Dolphins, and we lost those two. Um, and obviously um, played with us against the Rams and the Patriots, and we won those. Hasty is our lucky charm. And the Shanahan, obviously. Yeah. And the yeah. Yeah. throwbacks. <laughs> we're wearing the throwbacks again on Sunday. We know what happens when we wear <laughs> them. With the Shanahan. Yep. Come on, it's all, it's all going that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can't let that uh, comment pass without uh, commenting myself. So, yeah, Hasty looks as though he's our lucky charm. We all know who our unlucky charm is, and that's Gareth Ellis. He, he's been <laughs> on the pod- <laughs> He's been on the podcast for the three games we've lost, and that's mm-hmm. why he's refusing to come back on until we win a game. <laughs> And who says we're a superstitious lot watching football, eh? Yeah. We, we I mean, it's very stupid if it doesn't work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Unfortunately for Gareth, we're going to go 13 and 3, and he's never going to be back on a podcast. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. That's just a shame. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Commiserations, so, guys. <laughs> you, you were talking about um, Shanahan before and his ability to script players against the teams. What I've noticed this season is the growth in the way he's calling the players. Before, it looked very, I'm not going to say gadgety. We, 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 <laughs> say gadgety. He, <laughs> <laughs> right, how's the best way to describe this? <laughs> it, it. Th- th- there's more thought going into the opponent he's playing rather than 
just putting players in because he thinks the players are good, which in my mind, that's what it looked like over the first couple of seasons. He'd put players in and they were very clever players if they came off correctly, but it looked yeah. as though it was a player for the sake of making that particular player, not because it was a player that was designed to get uh, to go against this particular team. So I think his thought process and the way he's analysing the opposing team shows in his play calling now because yeah, he is attacking the weaknesses a lot better than what he did in his first couple of seasons. So I have seen that growth from Shanahan over the last couple of I years. Think, I think with the injuries and everything that we've had as well, he's had no choice and to an extent but to adapt to each game. Um, you know, okay, we come away with different knocks, different injuries after every game. So he's forced, not necessarily forced, but there's more emphasis now on him having to adapt each game to what ammunition he's got to play with. Um, which goes back to what we said um, on the last show, that we're an unknown entity. And Shanahan is learning extremely quickly um, what he's got to play with, whether it be he's got seven days notice or even four days notice and he's adapting. I think that's that, that's what he's doing this year. He's adapting the playbook to the game because of the ammunition that he's got to use. Yeah, I think our coaching staff, like you said, Lee, that's why I think we've all remained positive despite the injuries, despite the game against Dolphins, like Nancy said. We know we've got a good team. The coaching staff on both sides of the ball, the defence and the offence. And I agree, Lee, he's grown as a head coach and it shows on the field, and I just can't wait for Sunday, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving away from the game a little bit, but obviously still talking about the 49ers, um, obviously the, uh, the the deadline, the trade deadline comes up next week, and it's been widely reported that we've got absolutely no cap space whatsoever. David Lombardi tweeted the other day to say we had $117,000 as free cap space. I'll uh, that. But I'm, I'm seeing different figures being bandied about. You've got yeah. over the cap. Over the cap is saying that we've got $2.7 million free in the yeah. cap. You've got, um, I think it's uh, Sportrack. I think that's how you pronounce their website. They're saying we've got $4.8 million free cap space. Um, so there's three different figures, and, and they're all quite large margins, gaps between them. So it's hard to know who to believe. I'm inclined to believe David Lombardi. I'm inclined to bring over the cap because that's literally all they do is talk. You know, it's all about money. Um, every time I want to look up a contract or you know a transaction or something, that's where I go, and and they they're literally called over the cap. So you know that's that's kind of what they do. Um, I think it's probably somewhere in between, right? Um, who knows exactly. Um, I just don't think we've got enough money to sign anybody unless um, it's a cheap deal. I, I don't know. Even somebody like Everson Griffin that just got signed by the Lions, it was about $3 million, so that's probably out of our price range. And um, The Seahawks just signed Carlos Dunlop. I don't know how much you're going to pay him, but I don't think we can afford that kind of, you know, player and contract. I, I think it's going to be difficult for us unless unless the trade involves, um, you oh, know, just um, yeah. That's what I was. That's what I thought I was gone. Um, <laughs> unless we manage to trade away some contract, some you know, maybe we can 
offload default or I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the contracts are. Maybe Coleman. Um, as part of the trade, I don't think we'll, we'll sign anybody. Um, it's a shame because there's a few linemen out there that, that, that would be quite good for us. Um, just purely for depth, I think. Um, to get, you know, Ider and DJ Jones and Armstead and Kenlo some some rest every now and then. I think I think it'd be nice to have a, a veteran interior lineman or edge edge rusher. Welcome back to you. Was it something we said? Back. <laughs> Love technology. <laughs> you heard the word predictions and thought I'm not missing out on this. I'm not letting Paul get a 48-3 prediction in before me. <laughs> He's connected through an Xbox, I've heard. <laughs> Never. Yeah, I was actually. It was on a um, shitty Xbox X series. I was donated. Um, same. <laughs> that, that's very impressive because it doesn't come out until November the 10th. Uh, already. It's called a fridge. All right. A fridge. Okay, so... On to predictions. The Seahawks are three-point favourites. The over-under is 54. Who wants I'm to go going, first? I'm going for a solid 28-20 to the Niners. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Do you want to go, Paul? Do you want, are you, have you got a 65-3 to three or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it will be... To be honest, I've been a little bit more realistic. I was to I was toying between two. I was 28-21 this morning when I was putting together my notes. But as the day's gone on, an optimistic Mr. Hope has kicked in. I'm going for a 31-24 Niners victory. That's yeah, that's pretty good. Um I didn't get my defensive score last week uh, that I predicted, and I think they were just keeping it for this this week. Um I think we're going to score a part of 30 again. Uh, their defense is too bad. They're worse than the Patriots' defense. There's no way we're not scoring at least four, four touchdowns and then and then some some more on defense. Um, so I think I'm, I'm going to go some, some close to you. I'm going to say 33-25. And over to Lee. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> so I actually think this is going to be um, quite a high-scoring high game. And it goes back to what Naji actually said in the very first opening um, statement that uh, this is going to be a bit of a shootout, to be honest. I, I think it is anyway, looking at the two offences. Um, and I think we'll come out on top and I think we'll win 38-31. Ooh. Ooh, very nice. Low points. I'll take it, though. Yeah. Well, I'd take right. the 65-3 you said earlier, Naji, but no, I'm exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm be nice. A shootout would be nice. You know what? Let's let's have Jimmy out outstage Russell Wilson, and then we and then we'll never hear. You know, I think if Jimmy can put away all the bad press and all the bad mouthing he's getting, um, if if he has a better game than Russell Wilson in Seattle and we win through the air, then I don't think anybody will ever talk about him bad way. Ever We've again, had some so. bold predictions on this show, Najee, but no hate on Jimmy <laughs> is a very bold no, one. But you yes. know I'm fully behind that. I totally agree with you. It's it's one 100%. way to do it, right? Um, and I'd, I'd welcome it. It would be nice. It would be nice. Yeah, it would be very nice. I would love to see Jimmy have a 4-5 touchdown game against the Seahawks. And as he's trotting yeah. off the field being interviewed, they turn around and say, what, what did you make of that, Jimmy? And Jimmy will turn around and say, 
I've no idea. I'm quite surprised, really, because I can't draw. <laughs> <laughs> can't for the ball. Oh, Neil, I'll just get Neil Watson's gif out. It was Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. All right. Thank you very much for joining me tonight, fellas. I hope you, you enjoy the game on Sunday. I will do. Always. Pleasure as always. Football. Lovely to talk football with you. And go Niners. We're going to win this Sunday. Yeah, we nice. certainly are. Yeah. Thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. We'll be back on Monday with the review show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcasts when they are released. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 Faithful UK. Until Monday, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one it all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget.